welcome to another edition of Navigating Life with Coach Lowe. I'm so excited today because I have one of my babies from our community here in Dallas, but he is now in LA. I have him on with me because he was just not willing to allow failure to define him. And he did the thing, y'all. So <laughs> I just had to get him on here to encourage some people. So I just want to welcome you, the audience today. Thank you for joining us. And I am going to turn the mic over to my friends, Miles Collins. Welcome, Miles. How's it going, everyone? How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Please introduce yourself to the audience for me. Uh, my name is Miles Collins. Uh, I'm a recent graduate from uh, Texas Tech University. I majored in media strategies with a minor in advertising. And uh, right now I just secured a job out of college uh, with, a, with a pretty reputable, uh, reputable company. So, you know, I'm excited about that. And um, I wanna share my story about how, you know, I faced some struggles in the mix of college, you know, uh, with academics and social and, and, you know, all the, you know, all aspects that come with, you know, going to college and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, uh, right now I'm in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I grew up in between Los Angeles and Dallas, Texas. Um, yeah, and I'm just looking forward to, you know, sharing my story. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And it is a story to be shared, y'all. So listen up. You don't want to miss not a detail. <laughs> so, okay, Miles, all jokes aside. So as I, as we, as we talked and, you know, I've just kind of been a witness uh, observing from a distance over the years. I just want to say I am so proud of you because it was not easy. So let's start with unpacking your backstory. So tell us, share with us a little bit about, you know, what life was like before you went to college? What was middle mm -hmm. school? What was high school like? What was it like being raised by your parents? Mm -hmm. what, what was going on and how did those things help you or hinder your transition into your uh, collegiate experience? Uh, okay, uh, so uh, growing up, I moved around a lot. Uh, I lived in, I was born in Texas, lived in Boston, um, then flew back, back and forth between Texas and California. So uh, like my, I was always like trying to like, you know, like making new friends. I was always making new friends. I always had to change, uh, you know, who my friends were. And um, so my parents were like, kind of, you know, always had a watchful eye over me. Cause you know, I was always trying to, you know, entering new friend groups and stuff. So my parents were, uh, were kind of overprotective a little bit uh, growing up. Like they, uh, it didn't help. I was also a silly kid too. So I used, I used to think everything was funny. Uh, I used to, you know, I would like between me and my sister, like my parents used to say, like she's the my younger sister. She's kind of like the mischievous one. Like she, if she ever did something wrong, you know, you couldn't like. It was hard to find out about. It. You had to find out because you know she was gonna try to cover her trail. <laughs> me, it was like you know I would do something wrong, but I didn't try to hide it, and I would just like try to convince my parents. I was like, you gonna tell me this is not funny? Like I used to think everything I did was funny. Like I was just a silly kid, so you know. Uh, like growing up, uh, 
my parents were definitely kind of overprotective of overprotective of overprotective of me based upon how they grew up. Um, how my parents grew up, they had a their leash was a lot longer than mine. So I mean, they could definitely do really well, kind of whatever they wanted. To, they had different circumstances, but kind of whatever they wanted growing up. And then you know they wanted different for me. Mm-hmm. So pre college, I was more um, my my leash was a lot shorter than my parents. I was always uh, on lockdown. Uh, I couldn't hang out. <laughs> I definitely couldn't leave the house two days in a row. You know, you had you should have had all your fun the first day. That was one of those type of things. Um, so, uh, you know, they, my parents were definitely uh, kind of a little more restricted over restricted over me based upon how they're raised, and then based upon how um, my personality and the kid I was. I was always trying. I was always one of those kids always doing something. I was always trying to do something. And um, some I probably wasn't supposed to be doing, but I always try to, you know, explain it in a way that, you know, uh, they should have seen, they should be okay with them because it's okay with me. So uh, that was, you know, basically how it was for me growing up. Um, And just, I had my, I I have one sibling, my younger sister, but we're five years apart. So we didn't really hang out that much. We weren't really ever at the school um, at the same time. she was in kindergarten when I was in fifth grade, but I never really, you know, was around her like that. We had the same friends. So, um, you know, it was a, it was definitely a experience of trying to like, you know, meet new people and fit in beside, but also like, it was also difficult with my parents um, having like had the restrictions on me. So like my friends, like from high school know, like my mama don't play. She don't let moms do nothing. Like they had used to ask me to, to hang out like a month in advance. Like they would schedule it. Like, all right, we need miles on this day. So we got to ask Miss Collins if he can come out a whole month in advance type thing. Wow. So, yeah, so, you know, I was definitely, you know, had some, had some restrictions, but my parents were great, you know, you know great parents. Um, they, I, I didn't like it at the time and I didn't understand it, but, uh, you know, as I got older, um, I could tell they're doing it more because, uh, they love me and they want to protect me based on their own experiences. So, you know, that was kind of how it was when I got to college. So when I got to college, it was my first time where I was like, I can go outside two days in a row or like, I can, you know, like no one's like, you know, no, I ain't got, I don't have to check in with anyone. Like, you know, I was like, it was definitely my first taste of freedom. It's, I didn't get like kind of not no freedom. And then they just, all the freedoms in the world. So. You know, it was a uh, when I got to college, it was like, OK, you know, um, you know, I kind of get to, uh, you know, experience some stuff a little bit. Also, um, the high school I went to, um, it just I, I really didn't like the high school I went to. Uh, like the, the was no diversity at all. So when I growing up in, L, in California or L.A. or whatever, like there's diversity was, you know, kind of like the people who were the majority, like say like, you know, white people were the minority at like, you know, the schools I grew up before. So when I moved to, to Dallas, it was the exact opposite. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a little difficult. It was a, a change for me in the, for, to adjust. And um, uh, it, was, uh, it was difficult. So I didn't really have a lot of options for friends either, or a lot of options for, you know, like, girls I wanted to talk to and stuff like that because 
um, I feel like I was limited on my options. And, you know, I'm not really a person who likes to settle a lot. So if I can't have my way, then I'm just not going to do nothing. So I was just, I'm not, you know, yeah. So, um, so that kind of goes into, you know, why I was so uh, limited on my, uh, my social aspect. And I was kind of socially immature, you know. Uh, so that's what goes into when I got to college, you know, I was ready to, you know, to take on the world. So you were ready to explore what had kind of been held back for mm -hmm. so long. You had been trying to get across the fence to yeah. grab on <laughs> to, to the other side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you wanted to hop the fence and you yeah. could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then they just, yeah. That's fair. So let's think about this. So if you could think back with me, day one, Texas mm -hmm. Tech. Mm -hmm. Big man on campus, you doing your thing, mass flag. Yeah. I'm from the D town, yeah. you know, LA, where you at? What's going on? What did that look like for you? Uh, well, uh, it was kind of a shock, uh, <laughs> because like, at, like I said, the high school I went to, uh, I didn't get to I didn't get to choose who are the type of people I got to be around. So it was just, you know, it was just it is it's got I got what I got. So when I got to college and there's different type of people and and more people out, you know, I would say I was more accustomed to being around. Like it, it was a shock because it's like Emmett. I kind of forgot, like, oh, like, you know, I I see how I can move, like, I kind of, I, so, like, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was night and day how, you know, I got to, you know, interact with people and, and, and friends and socially, so day one, it was just, it was, it was fun, I mean, it was, it was definitely fun socially wise, uh, you know, I got to, you know, and especially Texas Tech, it has a stigma of uh, being a, of a party school, and at the time, it definitely was. So, you know, I got to, you know, I got a lot of attention. I got, you know, I got to have fun. Things I was looking for in high school, you know, I got them whenever uh, I got to, to take. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. So, so you, you, you went to college. And so when you, when you thought about, okay, I'm going to Texas Tech. You knew that it was a party school. You was trying to keep that from your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not something you tell your parents. Yeah. <laughs> right. You tell everything but that. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So I'm going to Texas Tech. It's yeah. going down. Yeah. I'm gonna have a ball. Mm -hmm. But what was that your was that your vision for college? Or did you see academia anywhere in sight? Okay. Um, so as far as academics, academics was never really um, important to me even growing. I mean, it was at, at the elementary level, middle school, but when I got to high school, it kind of lost its importance, especially because I played basketball. So um, a lot of times growing up, all little, little kids, uh, they think they go into the league. To, but I, I realized that dream ended like around seventh, eighth grade when 
everyone else was growing and I saw growing and everyone else was dunking at 13 and I was just still laying the ball up. So I was like, okay, maybe that's not for me. <laughs> so, um, so like academics, like even then I still played basketball in high school. So like, I, I got a lot of people let me slide by a lot as far as academics, like, you know, if I had like a 65 in the class and, you know, you're playing basketball in high school, you go to your teacher and, you know, hey, I need a 70 to play. They'd be like, okay. They probably, for regular, for an, another student who doesn't play sports, they'd be like, mm, you know, sorry, I can't do it for you. But like, for me, I got a lot of a slide, like a lot of leeway because I play sports in high school. So my grades, they would just, you know, they would just give it to me because I'd be like, I was like, you're going to mess up my season, even though it was really my fault. But I was like, you're going to mess up my season, really? Because you want to give me the grade I deserve? But um, so academics wasn't that important. And then um, like also, like growing up, I heard like my dad, like people talk about him and stuff. And my dad's, you know, successful in his own right in business and stuff like that. So but I always heard like he was never really um, like, the most academic person he was messing up to in school like me he played sports but he turned out to be successful so growing seeing that as a kid you think oh since my daddy didn't have to do it you don't tell me I gotta do it because he didn't have to do it so I'm not I'm not doing anything that you going you try and tell me to focus on my grades and stuff when I know that's not what's necessary okay. so when I got to college um it was the first time that like grades was like they not there's no leeway they're not going to just give you a grade and um like you actually have to like try to get good grades so when I, I didn't really understand I never really had to study I never like I never actually even did homework in high school so when I got to college like I was like I don't I didn't even know how to study like, I didn't even know how to do homework really I didn't really so I was just like, listen, I'm gonna do the same things I was doing before. I'm finna just on a different level though. Like I'm finna do what I wanna do and not really have my discipline, but I'm finna just do it on the collegiate level, which is more fun. And and I get to have more experiences and whatnot. So, you know, I get to drink and hang out and talk to girls and party and stuff like that. And I was having fun. This is what I wanted to do in high school. I just never had the opportunity to. I always say like, if I ever, you know, if I had the, um, if I had the same environment, like, as far as people in high school, I probably would have the same experience as I had in college in high school. And I feel like it have been more adapt, better adapted when I got to college, but cause a lot of things I was doing in college, people already did in high school. So, okay. um, yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah, I could, uh, academics wasn't the, definitely wasn't the first thing or second thing on my mind whenever I got to college. Okay, so um, so so we got that. So you you was ready to party. You was yeah. ready to have a good time. You mm -hmm. was there for the fun. What what when, while you were going through this process and you were not going to to class and things of that nature like mm -hmm. you should have, but you continued on with this fun. Did you ever stop to take an introspective look and say, okay, now, Miles, like, don't mm -hmm. you know who your parents are? <laughs> I did. I, I, I had I had those moments a couple of times, but is they always came a little too late at the, like, towards the end <laughs> of the semester. Like, 
I never had those moments when my my meal account, like the money I had in my meal account was fresh, the money I had in my bank account was fresh. Like those moments of introspective, I never really had them in the beginning and middle of the semesters. I was, I had them like at the end when it was too late, when I was hungry and I didn't have no money in my meal account and I didn't want to call my parents to put some money in there because I knew I haven't really been calling like I should have and my grades weren't good. And I knew they was going to ask to see them to put money in my account. So like, and then like, it, also my grades were so bad whenever like I finally realized and woke up that it was oftentimes too late to even fix them. So as like those inter, you know, the inter perspective uh, moments, I think that's the word you, you had. Perspective. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I had, um, they came a little too late. So then I would just, after I had those moments, I would just be depressed. And I just be like down and, and down and out and act like, you know, someone was doing something to me. <laughs> and my friends would be like, why are you so depressed? And I'd be like, I, <laughs> having like back-to-back -back semesters. And I remember the second semester, after the first semester, I vowed to myself, I wouldn't let it happen again. And when it happened the second semester, I, my friends would ask me why I was looking so sad. And I'd be like, I did it again, y'all. Like, I keep, man, I don't know why I keep doing the same, making the same mistakes over and over. But, you know, I, all those, uh, all my wake up moments, it always, it was always too late. Okay. So, Miles, let me ask you this. So, you, you keep saying that your friends were asking you, what are you so, what are you so, what are you so uh, down about? Why are you having depression? Yeah. Yeah. So they were asking you that question, were your friends, were they passing their classes and hanging out? Did they have more harmony or did they just not care? They were there for the party, period. My friends were more like me. My friends were more like me. They was there for a good time too. Um, but they were a little, a little bit more on their work than me, not, not still doing bad. Now we weren't doing good, but they were just like if if I was here, they were right here. Okay. And like and then you're supposed to be right here. So like I'm just they 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 do, do they're doing bare minimum like me. And um but I mean at the same time they were depressed too. So okay. they're like they're 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 you know moments of depression when they realize they messing up and they're gonna have to, you know, meet their parents, like, you know, head on. Like they had their own moments in that as well. So uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't, it, they were, it was, was it the, um, we was definitely, I think like flocking together. Like we was the same type of group. Yeah, for sure. Okay, birds yeah. of a uh, birds of a feather. Okay, y'all yeah, yeah. were flocking together. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so how, how important, like now that you're on the other side of it, you are a college graduate now. Mm -hmm. When looking back, how do you see influence? Do you see influence as a big deal? Do you mm -hmm. think that there was a time where maybe you should have pivoted or shifted mm -hmm. or adjusted your friend group in order to uh kind of move in a different direction what do you think was the hindrance of you changing your path mm -hmm. in that season 
uh, people you surround yourself with has a lot to do with where you end up being. So when I first got to college, I was around people who, you know, were doing the same things as me and dropped, got kicked out of school like I got kicked out of school. So, um, you know, it wasn't really any shock there that what happened to them ended up happening to me. Um, but I still, uh, you know, I realized that influence does play a big part. I learned that in college, like when I used to live with my friends who like to, you know, have fun and stuff, when I, I uh, lived in an apartment with them, it's like the fun is right there. Like, you know, you open your door and there is a party downstairs and it's not just like on the weekends, it's Sunday through Monday. Right. right? So like, and there's, <laughs> That just keep the door open, like people would just walk in, like it just it's it's like a it was like a clubhouse, I guess, something like that. And uh, I realized because um, I experienced um, not living with my friends one semester, and that one semester was my first semester at actually being at the university that where I made the dean's list. So I made the dean's list that one semester where I wasn't living with my friends, wow. and uh, it taught me that. Uh, it taught me that influence doesn't play a big part. Like I just, but I, it taught me that I can still do things I want to do. I can still text my, you know, the homies and be like, Hey, what y'all on, what y'all doing, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and we can link up and just hang out or, you know, I don't have to like be 24 seven in the environment with them. Cause then that, you know, allows my opportunity to make mistakes. Right. Okay, so you got ahead of us, but I'm going yeah. to kind of pull us back a little mm -hmm. bit. So there came a time where you decided that you were going to cut your parents off. Mm -hmm. So you knew you were doing bad in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're going to cut off your resource. <laughs> yeah. Your resource to all things great. You're going to yeah. cut them off. And yeah, I mean... It's, I feel bad when, like, when people worry like that. I'm like, ah, oh, damn. I didn't, I didn't do that, but like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I did that. It was like a purposeful, like, you know, they hating on me. I'm gonna cut them off. It was more just like, in my mind, like when it was happening, it's like oh, I'm messing up so bad. How I used to look at it, I'm messing up so bad. They didn't raise me like this. They would be so disappointed in me. I'm gonna try to, you know pick everything up and, and struggle and fix it by myself when I didn't have the tools to do that at all. So, I mean, I, yeah, I did. I mean, I stopped, like, I started dodging my parents' calls, um, like my freshman, sophomore year. Like, I started dodging their calls. I started uh, not reaching out to them like I'm supposed to, didn't talk to them for, like, a, maybe a, like a month or two months, like, just really not, um, not necessarily, uh, just having that open line of communication like you're supposed to have with your parents. So yeah, I definitely, uh, it's more just cause I didn't want to disappoint them and I didn't want to see the actual disappointment. So I was just like, if I don't see it, oh, in my mind, it maybe it's not happening. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I just, the, my thought process back then was like, it was definitely jaded. So would you say that there was a level of guilt and shame where when it came to what you were doing with your life and the opportunity that your parents provided for you, you were not 
coming meeting the standard mm-hmm. and you you felt some kind of way about that so it was like okay I'm not in the place where I need to be to be able to reconnect with them so I'm just going to just close this door until I could see mm-hmm. some light today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so then Miss Jan Collins shows up <laughs> yeah tell us about that <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I we, we I told you about this before. Um, so I, this is my second semester of my freshman year, and this is deep. I think <laughs> this is a semester where I was having the most fun. Like I was having the time of my life. <laughs> I was having the time of my life. Like I was, I was walking on campus. Like you couldn't tell me. I'm. You couldn't tell me nothing. Like you really couldn't tell me nothing. I really thought like. Like I was that guy. Like I was floating when I was walking. Like everywhere I went, I was just like, <laughs> just like I was just yeah. <laughs> it's just silly scene, and now because I would see, I just sorry, just like a, a little side comment. Like I, whenever I got older and I'd be like a senior, I would see like freshmen who like reminded me of myself, and I see I know that float. Like I know that walk. Like you need to call your mama. Like <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, mom. So my mom, um, so yeah, I was deep into, I wasn't talking to my parents. I got, yeah, I cut, I cut them off. And um, so I hadn't talked to my mom like probably like two months, my dad like two months, dodging their calls. Like I always, whenever I like didn't answer the phone, I'd tell myself, oh crap, I'm gonna call him back. Like it usually like woke me up out of my fun I was having and I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna call him back. And I never did. So um, one day I was in my dorm and one day I was in my dorm and uh, I think it was like 10 a.m. or 10.30. And um, I had a class called Intro to Acting. And um, that was, I, I was supposed to be at class at that time, but I, I wasn't there. I wasn't even, I wasn't going to that class. Like, I was kind of confused on where the classroom actually was. That's how often I wasn't actually going. And at this point, this is like three months, three and a half months into the semester. And I wasn't really necessarily sure where the class even was in the building it was in. So my roommate was gone. He had an 8 a.m. He, he started his day and um, he was really, he was always studious and all his stuff. And um, so he was gone doing what he had to do. And then, uh, so it was like 10 a.m., 10.30. I'm waking up. I'm like, I'm thinking about like, well, I'm finna text, uh, finna text my friends, see what they doing. Uh, we might hoop, we might, uh, you know, let's, you know, we might do whatever, whatever, whatever that day had entail for us. So, uh, you know, so I'm just thinking about, you know, how good of a day is going to be, you know, the sun is shining and I hear a knock on my door and I was like, mm, usually my friends might just text me or, you know, who's knocking on my door? Can't be an RA. So I'm like, I don't, what's going on? So when I go to the door, there's a peephole and someone has a thumb on the peephole and it's covered so I can't see inside. So I was like, that's weird. Like who, why are they playing like that this early in the morning? Like, I was like, who's playing? So my friends have done that before. So I was like, hey man, I was like, I was like, I talked to the door. I was like, hey man, stop playing. Like y'all play too much or I'm not opening the door. I might've used like some cuss words too. Cause I'm thinking I'm talking to one of my friends. So I was like, you know, like stop playing, whatever, whatever. And um, also like, 
I was also like, I didn't know what was going on because like a lot of times, like they, I lived in the only all boys dorm on campus. So a lot of times it was kind of like the slum, like it's kind of like a lot of a lot of boys being bad. So I was like, I don't know what people trying trying to be funny or my trying to, you know, rush me or whatever. So I wasn't opening the door because I was, you know, I wasn't trying to play with it. But they didn't unlock their take their thumb off the people. So I was like, okay, they keep playing this much. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's one of my friends. So I'm just gonna open the door. And uh so I open the door and I say, what? And uh it's my mama. Like standing there, and she looks like just hurt. And when I seen her, <laughs> when I seen her, I was like, I kind of like, I think I might have screamed. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, I was like, oh damn, you came to ruin my fun. <laughs> I was like, oh no, come on. I was like, I was like, oh, why you do this? And like, and I, I like, I, I, I wanted to like close the door. Like close the door and like and just hide and do something. I was like, ah, like I was just caught. I was like, I can't even go nowhere. I'm on, I'm on the eighth floor. Like I can't. Like I was thinking about exit routes, exit routes. I was like, okay. So I like, she just walked in as soon as I opened the door, and I was just like, I just didn't say anything. I just looked at her with my mouth open, and I was just surprised. And I was just like, oh my god. I was just, I just didn't. I was just in shock. And um, and I said, I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> I said, what? I said, what are you doing here? And um, she was just shaking her head like this, and she was like, she didn't know what to say say to me. Yeah, so she was like, I don't even know what to do with you right right now. So I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what do you? I was like, what do you mean? She was like, she was like, don't play with me. And I was like, okay. And then, uh, so we just sat there looking at, stood there in my room looking at each other for like maybe like three minutes. And I just, she was so hurt on her face. And I was just sitting there looking stupid. And she was like, okay. She started looking around my room. Right? She was done looking at me and she was like, all right. So she said, what you want to do? And I said, what you mean? She said, like, she said, you gonna, can I trust you to go say goodbye to your friends or are you going to run off? Or like, what's like, what you trying to do? Like, are you gonna help me pack, or do I need to pack? Because obviously, you can't really handle anything right now. Like, 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 where we 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 gonna get you out of here today? <laughs> like, type thing. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, you moving way? Like you you moving fast? I was like, oh no 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 no! I was like, you know, please. And uh, and I was like, sat down and I told her, you know, I was like, she took me. Like we drove, like I just, my mom flew from Texas, got a rental car, drove, put in the GPS, found my door and went through all that just cause, you know, I wasn't communicating with her. So it was just, I just put my mom, my mother through all that. And I was like, I won the times where it first started clicking that I was being selfish. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I was really being selfish and I was like, I was like, oh well, I'm not even thinking any about anything from her perspective. So um I end up, I you know eventually I end up my mother, I ended up convincing her to let me stay and let me finish out the semester. I got you. I wanted to try to bring my grades up and whatnot. Um didn't. Um <laughs> as soon as she left, it was kind of like a lighter version of what was happening before. <laughs> like just more of like, ah, she can pop up any minute, so let me just chill. So I was like, but um but yeah, and then even then, 
uh, before coming to my dorm, she went to my class. And um, she went to class, the intro to acting class I was supposed to be in, thinking she was gonna find me there. And my teacher told her, you know, Miles hadn't shown up to class in a couple weeks. Um, you know, if his grade is in jeopardy, you know, he might want to tell him start coming to class. So she first she went to my class, I was in, then she went to my dorm. So I'm just, I'm, I'm glad I was at my dorm so I didn't have her run around everywhere because I wasn't really answering phone calls and stuff. So I don't know what would have happened, but, um, you know, it was definitely um, an experience I'll never forget for sure. And, you know, uh, definitely taught me a lesson about um, how selfish uh, I could be, especially being young. You can be very, very selfish and not even not even comprehend that you're being selfish. I couldn't even understand that I was being selfish, but that was the first time they connected. Wow. Okay. So mom gave you, mom and dad gave you another chance. Yeah. So you get to finish up the semester. Uh-huh. And you do you continue in the same vein that you have been operating. Mm -hmm. So while you did learn a lesson, you still were in the same environment. So you succumbed to the same way of life, mm -hmm. which ultimately led to what you talked about. The university ended up releasing you. Mm -hmm. So they kicked you out. You talked about having a cumulative GPA of 0.09. No, 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 not point. It, it was still, it's point nine, zero point nine, still bad. Yeah, 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 zero point nine. You, <laughs> like, you shouldn't even. I don't even know if you can walk properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was point nine. Point nine, you probably can't walk properly either. But, uh, okay, so it was zero point nine. Yeah, that is still is nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, when I left. Uh, Texas Tech had a 0.9 cumulative GPA. So the, the semester before they kicked me out, I passed one class. And I passed one class with a D. All Fs and then one D. I passed one class. So to really put people in perspective, like he said he was having fun. I was having fun. Like I was having like, you know, because I wasn't doing nothing, but I wasn't doing no school. So I wasn't there doing anything I was supposed to do. So um, how tech handles it is if you get like a certain amount of uh, semesters in, in a row on probation, they're going to relieve you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, they, uh, they relieved me uh, from the university. So I, uh, they kicked me out the university. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they kicked me out from the, uh, the university. And um, with a 0.9 GPA. So uh, that's how that ended up happening for sure. Wow. Okay. So your mom comes, she gives you another opportunity. You continue in your same way. So it took the university to take action and kick your tail out of school. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens next, Miles? Um, so I was kind of in denial at first. I was like, cause you know, you have like the summer before everyone goes back to school. 
So I didn't tell any of my friends that I got kicked out of school because it's embarrassing. And my, even my friends who were doing this, living the same type of lifestyle as me, they didn't get kicked out. They were just right on the edge. Right. So they didn't get kicked out. Um, so I didn't tell anyone. So when I didn't show up <laughs> back to school, like people were in shock. They were like, what happened to Miles, blah, blah, blah. And uh, basically just, you know, I got kicked out of school. People started finding out I got kicked out of school and whatnot. And uh, it was embarrassing, for sure. It was embarrassing. And then it was, um, like I was disappointed and I never really had, really faced the consequence to my actions academically. Like growing up, like I said, they used to let me slide by because I played sports or whatever. So uh, this is the first time where, like, I'm being, facing the consequence of my actions. So, um, the one, like one of the, that was one of the many things I want to, you know, uh, apply my my parents on it are, is that um, they made sure I didn't stop taking classes. Like they wanted me to like not just be a dropout forever. They wanted me to like continue to put down hours towards my degree. So my 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 parents had me take uh, community college um, courses. So I had no friends. Oh, this like, and I moved back to, with my parents in LA. And this is not where I grew up in California. This is in like, um, like Ventura area. Like I, I grew up in like the Inland Empire. And then um, now they, they're out in like, kind of like towards like the Ventura area, like the Valley. So I didn't, I didn't know no one out, out, out here where I'm at right now. So um, it was just me and my family was disappointed in me and um, my parents were hurt. And it was the first time in my life, like I felt their disappointment and like, like they didn't care if I made mistakes. Like they they stopped caring. They were like, they expected me to, to mess up. That's the first time in my life where, usually when I mess up, my parents act hurt or surprised or disappointed. Like they were just like, well, that's what you do. And I was that, was the number one thing that changed me for real. Cause I never seen myself as, as, as someone who's like, who doesn't achieve things. And like, it's just like, it's a disappointment. Like whenever I was, you know, going about my life in college, like I just saw it as, you know, I was living out stuff I never got to do. And I was just, you know, and I always knew I was going to be successful. I've always knew I was going to be successful because I've always been able to talk to people. And I've always had like kind of a way with words and I've always been kind of like, people have taken me to be like kind of charismatic sometimes. So like a lot of times, like I go in there and try to be personable and joke and people let me slide by with stuff. Like, you know, cause you know, they can tell like I'm a, I'm a cool dude. I'm a nice guy. So like people let me, a lot of times let me slide. So um, like, it was just the first time I was really facing like the consequence of my actions. So uh, I'm taking community college classes and then I'm working too. So I'm working at a movie theater with high school kids. And um, I, 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 like, I like I told you before, um, when, I worked, when I was working at this movie theater, these high school kids, like, you know, I'm new. And they're like, where are you from? What high school you go to? I was like, I'm not from here. I'm, I went to, I'm in college. They're like, oh, where? I was like, Texas Tech. And they're like, oh, why are you here? And I like, explained, like, I, I kind of messed up in school. So I came back with my parents. 
And like, in their eyes, they're like, oh, he's like, you know, he's a bum. Like he's a grown adult, adult, a bum working with us, like type thing. So I was like, uh, so I was like, I, I'm starting to see myself from other people's perspectives for the first time and not just from my own. And another thing I didn't like was that, you know, being a black man in America, like if you mess up, um, you resemble like all black men in type of way. And I, and I say that in that, like say, you know, other individuals, like say, if, you know, in this case, like if a white man messes up in school the same way which I did, he messed up. It's just him. If his name is Tom, Tom messed up. But me messing up, like, and I drop out, it just makes, it, it turns me into a statistic. Just like, okay, I'm just another black man who's, you know. Representative of the black Yeah, woman. like, just, I'm just another one who's messing up. Another yeah. one just to add to the list of dropouts. But yeah. I'm I, I'm not a regular dropout. Like, I'm, I know I'm going to do something like that. I was like, I'm, I'm different. <laughs> I'm a different type of dropout. <laughs> so I was like. So that, you know, so that made me like just grind. And um, I got a 4.0, um, my first ever all A's, that semester at home, community college and working at the same time. And I'm paying back my parents for, you know, some classes, I'm paying off community college classes, like, cause you know, my parents have invested a lot of me and, and a lot of went down the drain. So half the money I'm making is going to them, um, um, take community college classes. So that was my first, half a year there was doing that. Second half a year, um, doing the same thing. I got a promotion at the at the movie theater I was working at. Um, they gave me like a little, a little fake job title, the assistant facilities manager. But I took it though, I, I mean, I appreciate it. It's my first ever position with the word manager in it. So I had like, you know, I was proud of that. And then, um, you know, 10 classes again, I got another 4.0. So now it's starting to build up in my system. Like, okay, I'm capable of um, getting good grades and exceeding. Like I'm learning the foundations, how to study. I never really knew how to do homework and study. Like I never actually had to do it. So I'm like, okay, I'm learning how to do it. And then, um, so at that point at the end of this, this has been a year since I left Texas Tech, uh, my GPA is getting better. Like at that point, it's like a 2.4, 2.3. Cause I'm also replacing some of the the failed grades I got. So at that point is like 2.4, 2.3. So now I have the opportunity to transfer to actual university. So I was thinking about going to Cal State Long Beach in Long Beach. Uh, I was trying, (laughs) basically all my, all my decisions are based upon <laughs> not necessarily academics. I was just thinking about uh, the beach and Snoop Dogg. I was listening to Snoop Dogg's album. <laughs> I was in what I think it's called a uh, dog pound or something like that. I was just listening to that the whole time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be in, in, in the LBC going, you know, going crazy." I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna. I love Long Beach. And I took a tour of the campus, and I was like, okay, I really like it out there." And then um, one of my friends hit me up and he was like, hey man, you know, we want you back in uh, Lubbock where Texas Tech is. Like, you know, we all, you know, we all miss you and stuff. Cause I told him I had the opportunity to go to back to the university. So I let my friends uh, convince me to go back cause they missed me and like, you know, they wanted to see, you know, 
you know, get get the band back together, or whatever. So I was like, and they and they're starting to grow too. Like they're learning, you know, from the mistakes and um, yeah. So I chose to reapply to Texas Tech, and then um, I got in. So yeah. Okay, so you. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say that starts my journey into going back to the university. Yeah. Okay, so what? What did you, so was it just your friends that encouraged you to go back to Texas Tech or deep on the inside of you, did you feel like you had something to prove to yourself as well as to your parents that I can, I can do this? It was definitely that, definitely that, yeah. Oh, I wanted to prove to myself for sure. And um, definitely others. I remember when I was working at the movie theater, uh, there's a girl who worked there. And uh, I remember we were like working concessions or whatever. And uh, and uh, we were cool and like, we we're cool or whatever. And then uh, I remember she said, uh, she said, what are your plans? And I said, I'm, I'm going back to Texas Tech. And she said, mm, you're just gonna mess up again. And wow. I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah, I was like, first of all, yeah, it's crazy for you to say. <laughs> right. But I was like, I was like, okay. Uh, that's crazy. You yeah, you should go. Yeah, sorry. And then uh, I was like, okay, that's crazy. Um, but I like that struck with me. It was like people are rooting for your downfall. Like people are not rooting for your downfall. People don't have the same. Not everyone's gonna have faith in you. So you had faith in yourself. Right. So I was like, okay, I wanted to prove something to myself, my parents, and just to other people. Like when I got back to the university, people who never left, who were in the same class, like the 2020 class, I'm sure they were like, oh, here's Miles. We remember what he was on freshman year. Right. We remember what he was on. So he's probably like coming back and just gonna be on the same stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, I had, you know, I came to, you know, prove something just to any anyone and everyone. Okay. So, um, so Miles, I, I wanted to ask you this question because I believe that there are quite a few lessons that you could have taken away along the way, along your journey. So if you could say something to a parent, so the, the world is not open yet. And so, but the world will reopen, hopefully. And so if university opens back up full-fledged again, um, whether it be spring or fall semester of, of, of this year, then what is something that you would encourage that student in? What, would, what, is, what is, if, if it's just one or two nuggets that you can share that you learned from your own journey, what would you say to that student? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I would tell the student that a lot of people are going to try to tell you who you are when you first get there. Like they're going to try to paint you in a certain light and be like, oh, you look like this? Oh, it'll be that. I mean, I, I fell into that. Like people are like, oh, Maj, you look like, you know, you like to have fun. You know, you look like you, uh, you know, like, oh, a girl, a girls or a girl might like me. So, oh, that's, you know, 
I feel like I had to to be that guy. Be like, you know, I had to like, oh, well, that's what people think I am. Let me go ahead and be that. And then uh, that's ne not necessarily the guy I actually am. So um, I've say a lot of times, uh, people are gonna try to make you out to be something you're not. So I would say, stay true to yourself and um, and know who you are. And um, don't try to um, fill shoes and step in the shoes that aren't meant for you and aren't, aren't your size. I would say definitely be true to yourself and don't let other people tell you who you are because that's when you can start getting in trouble and start swaying away from your own path and what you need to go. Um, instead of focusing on what, you know, what's meant for you and, and being in the shoes that, you know, that are perfect for you. That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. And I, and I think that that can help somebody, you know, because that's not just in university, that's in life. People will try to uh, fit you in stereotypes and, you know, put you wherever it is that they want you to be. But it's important that you are clear about your identity. You know, who you are, who God created you to be and what he created you to do. It doesn't look like anyone else's thumbprint, fingerprint, nothing. So we have to know that in life, period. So, um, and then I'm going to ask you another question. Okay. So what about to a parent? I think I started saying that and then I switched to the student. Mm -hmm. So, okay. but this time... I'm going to ask that question. What about the parent? What do you feel like you could lend to a parent to help a parent understand what a student goes through and what they need as it relates to support from their parent? Um, for the parents out there, I would definitely tell them that you should know, just know that your child is gonna make mistakes, for sure. Um, no one is perfect. And um, I heard, like I heard, I've heard you say before, like um, there's no such thing as balance. There's just harmony. So balance, you know, it doesn't, it's not gonna look like this where they, they're perfect. It's gonna look like they messing up here. I mean, they're, they're messing up here, but they're excelling here. So it's, it's the goal is try to, you know, start even some of that out. So um, your child's gonna make mistakes because there's too many opportunities to make mistakes. Right. You know, no one, like no one knows everything. Um, you going off to college to make mistakes. So uh, I'll definitely tell them just understand that your child will make mistakes. And then I'll definitely um, try to say, you know, maybe like a lack of judgment, uh, try to keep, try not to judge your child and the mistakes they make because I mean, I'm sure they made mistakes themselves. Right. And no one's in, you know, and it's, yeah, no, nothing yeah. is perfect. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna leave. It. I'm gonna just leave it at that. You gonna leave it at yeah, that? Don't leave it at that. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Okay, so what I love about your story, Miles, is that you made some mistakes. You made some mm -hmm. bad decisions, uh, but you had the right parents. And God was on your side, definitely. I'm definitely blessed to have the parents I had. 
Yes. So you had an opportunity to have a grandiose time in college. You had the college experience. You matured. You had to return back home. You had to endure some humiliation. You were judged by your decisions. But what I love is that you didn't hide. You didn't hide. You remained true to who you are because you talked about the difference between you and your sister. And you still chose not to hide why you were back home working in a the movie theater, going to um, the community college. Mm -hmm. But it was there that you began to discover that, you know what? I was really acting out of selfish ambition. I really mm -hmm. hurt my parents and I really need to redeem this. So in their love for you, in their care for you, they decided that, hey, you know what? Here are the requirements for you to stay here. And this is what you have to do, right? So um, you had to keep your classes going and you redeemed yourself. That is so phenomenal because it does not happen for everyone that way. And we even talked about how there were friends of yours who had a very similar experience, but they did not return back to university. Mm -hmm. So you return back to university, you redeemed yourself, and you became a three-time offender of the dean's list in your own yeah. words. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> Go, Miles! <laughs> I so I am so excited to just release that part. It just makes me, yes, I, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited for my friends and your parents. I'm, I'm so happy for them because they get to experience the fullness of the journey, right? Because you don't always get to, um, you don't always get to take part in the fruit of it all. So you actually planted some new seeds in your life and you got to watch it grow up. So now you were in your senior year and mm -hmm. you became a part of the president's list. Yes. You better yeah, do I was, it. I was gonna tell you, don't forget about that. I was at home, I might have to, <laughs> I might not have to slide that in here. She might have Oh she might no, have I couldn't really forget about that. Miles, okay. this is just, this is, this is just such an, amazing story um and i just i just pr i pray that this will be the one story that goes viral this mm -hmm. will be the one podcast that the numbers shoot out of the sky because i believe that not just african-american men and women but students that are in middle school students that are in high school because at some point there will be greater expectation for their lives right mm -hmm. so with that being the case they will need some wisdom to guide them but you got to live the life on the other side of the fence like you decided mm -hmm. but then you redeemed yourself you graduated on the president's list after being kicked out of the same university you graduated from, that is a big mm -hmm. win. That is. That is that huge. Is. That is. That is. 
That is huge. So I just want to say congratulations to you. You graduated. You talked about it when you introduced yourself. You graduated with your degree in, what is it, marketing? It's uh, um, media strategies. Media strategies and a minor in advertising. And I mean, I'm just like, this kid is brilliant. And he was just playing himself shady. Like, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> All that potential was in there. Yeah. I... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was there. I was doing a lot. I was doing a lot for sure. Yeah. So, tell us about what's next for you because there are some great things going down the pike. So, uh, bring yeah. us into what's happening now. Uh, so I'm supposed to, supposed to be moving to Houston probably within like the next two months because I got a job um at a company um where it's uh it's uh, it's definitely a fortune five. Fortune 500 company uh, and um, I'm going to be doing being like an area manager at a warehouse so I'm going to be managing like I think it's like between 50 and 150 people um, in the Houston in their warehouse in Houston so I'm excited about that it's gonna be my first like, actual real job and like I'm going to be having my own apartments and whatnot and like living by myself for the first time and uh also, you know, I'm just, the good thing about it is I feel like I'm blessed because, you know, whenever uh, I found out I got the position, the, the company asked me uh, where did I want to live and they had me pick a region. So I picked the uh, Southeast and South. So that's Texas, Louisiana, uh, Georgia, Florida. Um, yeah, I think, I think like uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, and um, and they gave me Houston, and I don't know, no one in any of those other states, but my grandma, my aunt, my friends, cousins, they live in Houston. So I just feel like I'm blessed to be able to be out there, and I just look forward to, you know, putting myself in the right spots, right positions, working hard, you know, being charismatic, and you know, just I'm very hungry. I'm just I'm, you know, I want to try everything. I want to try my hand in in media. You know, I want to try my hands, and you know and really anything. I don't want to limit myself for sure. Good, 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 good. So you are wide open for opportunity. I love it, love it, love it. And mm -hmm. so, wow, <laughs> what a, a, an amazing ending. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I, 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 I had a, another uh, podcast and I was just saying to her that I felt like a proud mom. I guess I feel like a proud auntie because you, your mom is my friend. But I, you know, I didn't know this story. And it's interesting because I don't know if you remember, but Trinity and I, my daughter, we came there for a college visit to uh, Pepperdine. And mm. we, you went to the mall with us. And so we got to actually see you. It was in the summer months and you were being all distant because you was the big man on campus in Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, listen, listen, that, that don't sound like something I would do. I'm not, uh, you, were, you were separating yourself and I was just like, see, he grown now. He don't want to be with the family. I think if it, if it was around the age of like, when was this? Like 
What year was this? So this was, uh, I want to say this was Trinity's, I want to say it was her senior year. So um, oh. 2017. I remember, oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I do remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You spot on. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, was, feeling, I was smelling myself then. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I was. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, tell me I could pick that up. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> yeah. It was just, but I, so it's just so interesting because I actually got to see you evolve you know, and, um, and you landed well on your feet, strong in your stance. And I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. Any, any last words, any last words? Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to leave with the audience? Uh, so, uh, I would just say, uh, it's easier said than done. And it's easy just to hear someone saying it like on a video or whatever, but you know, just whatever circumstance or predicament you're in, um, you just take from my situation. Just, I was very much down and out and I wrote my, I even wrote myself off. But you know, your story isn't over until you take like your last dying breath. So, you know, it's never too late to change the circumstances you're in. Um, a lot of time it has to do with opportunity and have an opportunity to change your circumstances. But a lot of times opportunities, it will find you or it's a possibility of finding you if you're doing the things that you can do in that moment. So, um, you know, I would just say if, and also if it was easy, everyone would do it. So, you know, they're not just handing out jobs everyone they're not just handing out happiness and and, and, and good salaries and clothes and, and expensive stuff to everyone because then it wouldn't be what it is so if it you know if you want you know if you want the fruits then you gotta put in your labor basically what i would say and that's something that i'm still um you know learning myself and trying to find uh how willing i am how much work i want to put in and i'm still trying to you know uh see still trying to see how far my labor can go but and trying to find my fruits and what that is but i would definitely say you know it's not over until it's over i love it don't count them out can't count you out baby you did it congratulations thank you we thank are you. going it. to release you from this. So I just want to say thank you again, Miles, for being our guest tonight. Thank you for sharing with Navigating Life with Coach Lowe and my audience. I am so grateful to have you as a guest. I am so grateful to uh, have your story on this platform. I know that it is going to be a blessing to many. And I just look forward to what is to come. I will, um, I will, I don't know, people may be interested in how to connect with you. Would you like to share that before we say goodnight? Yeah, um, I think, I think people can connect with me on my Instagram. I think, let me just, where's my phone? I just, let me <laughs> see what it is. Cause I don't really, I'm not a big social media guy, but I think it's, uh, it's Freddie 
F R E D D. It's spread. It's spready with two D's and three Y's, and then it's a dot M. And yeah, don't yeah. Miles Miles isn't my first name. That's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, don't ask why it's ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they can connect with you, but we will also put it in the description sure. of um, of your episode, so people will be able to find you. I just I just wanted to make sure that you shared it um, mm -hmm. right here where we are. So again, thank you, sweetheart, and we are going to say good night to everyone in podcast land. Good night and thank you for joining us.